Welcome to the Rise and Succeed Podcast Experience with your host, Sandy Allende Rodriguez. Good morning, guys. Thank you so much. Um, this is our fourth episode. I think it's our fourth episode. So welcome, guys. I have a phenomenal, I would say entrepreneur, nonprofit entrepreneur, right, Tracy? Correct. So this lady has taken action instead of reaction. Please welcome the founder and creator of Braca Strong, Tracy M. Thank you for joining me today. Good morning. Thank you so much for having us on. I love your podcast and listening to it. Thank you so much. Guys, so a lot of people, I know we've kind of spoken about it. I know about it. Um, Sam shared a little bit. We spoke about it last week on our, or the week before on our podcast in reference to Sam, Samantha's story. Now, can you tell us a little bit about BRCA, the BRCA gene for those, I know people have been hearing it, but not everybody is well-versed or educated in reference to this BRCA gene. What is it? Why should you be tested, et cetera? Can you go a little bit in before we start talking in reference to what you're doing to make it so much better for everybody else? Sure. So. The BRCA gene basically, as well as many other genetic mutations have been found um, and discovered. And with the BRCA gene, basically it exposes you to having a predisposition to breast and ovarian cancer, along with melanomas, lung cancer, prostate cancer, several other cancers that are associated with these genes. You can find out basically if you're predisposed. So for example, when I was tested, my predisposition was there due to a Ashkenazi Jewish descent and my family history. So once you go back in your family history, you see your cancers, you see your gem lines, you can then talk about genetic testing. And through that process, you go through, whether you come back positive or negative, you should see a genetic counselor to ensure you're going down the right path because finding out that you have a predisposition means that you're at a higher risk of getting breast or ovarian cancer. And when you have a predisposition, there might be a different protocol for you to follow to have screenings more often or different kinds of screenings to avoid getting cancer. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. And so definitely it would be somebody where you feel that in your family lineage, Mm -hmm. who, I mean, I know, but can you share with us what you said you had you know, the predisposition from your heritage, but where along the line, your mom had it? So basically for me, it goes back to my mom's mom had breast cancer and all three of her sisters. My Uh grandfather had prostate and lung cancer and his brothers had prostate, lung, um, colon. So it's been all alongside on my mom's side. And then my dad's side had ovarian cancer. But my youngest aunt on my mom's side passed away in her 40s, which means 10 years prior to that, my screening should begin. So anybody diagnosed with a family, your aunt was diagnosed at 50, you want to start screening 10 years younger. 
Right. Wow. And now that you said that, yes, my aunt was actually diagnosed with, um, she's battled it three times, three times, um, thyroid cancer. So yeah, I've actually, I've already, before you ask, yes, I've already been screened. Everything's okay. (laughs) Something immediately she said, you need to get tested. So we all did get tested and thank God everybody came out negative. So Yes, before you ask, because I know how you are, and I know you're like, okay, well, did you get tested? Yes, yes, I did, I did, I did. So, okay, great. So then that gives us a step. Now, how do they go about getting this PRACA test? Do they go to their general practitioner? Do they need to go see their their gynecologist? Where, where do they go to say, I need this PRACA test? Can they do it personally? How do they go about it? So basically, you can speak to your OBGYN. Some OBGYNs are doing the testing and sending them out. I personally recommend that if you feel you want to go and get genetic testing, you should see a geneticist and then pursue a genetic counselor. These resources are there, and women and men both are both so out of touch with what physician to go to, when to go. And Yes, anybody can order this test, but it's giving you the results of this test and being able to take action and move forward with a clear mind. Because when you're di- when you're not when you find out you carry the BRCA mutation, it's not just breast and ovarian cancer. There's so many other cancers that go along with it that you need full detail and guidance on how to screen and what to do and where to go. Where do you start? Do you start with a dermatologist? Do you start with a breast surgeon? Do you start with a oncologists at where do you go and geneticists and genetic counselors guide you through that process, which I did not have. And I've watched other women go through this. And it's amazing to me on how our systems have changed from me just being diagnosed by a nurse to actually going and hearing from a geneticist what this actually means. Right. So now let's go into now that we've got all the details, mm-hmm. now tell me. So, obviously, we- and what caused you to say, like, you know what? I need to make this happen. I cannot allow what's going on here to go unnoticed. And you creating this foundation, this really, really strong, BRCA strong. You know, let's take it back to where my journey began, because most people say to me, like, why did you create BRCA Strong? And I kind of give the short version, but today I feel like, you know, we're in Breast um, Cancer Awareness Month. Last month we had Provider Day and National Hereditary Breast and Ovarian Cancer Week. So I think let's bring true awareness to where the story began, which was at 18 years old. I had graduated high school was probably like a week later, was trying to figure out what I was going to do. And I was in the shower and I discovered a lump. I said to my mom, you know, what is this? I'm 18 years old. I had already been working in the medical field. So I said to my physician, she's like, we need to get a mammogram. I'm like, a mammogram? I'm 18 years old. This shouldn't be happening. Fast forward, they found a mass. I had to undergo a lumpectomy, which was thankfully benign. Um, one year later, I had to undergo another lumpectomy, which was benign, which put me at screening once a year, a mammogram. And at six months, I'd have an ultrasound. At this time, they weren't doing MRIs. Right. So here I am, 21 years old, going in for my screening. And an ultrasound, the nurse says to me, 
have you had a lumpectomy before? And I said, yes. And obviously that brought a big scare to me finding out that there was another mass that they found in the ultrasound called my doctor right away. They got me in and he said to me, well, we need to do another biopsy. I said, you know, at this point, if you don't feel that it's cancer and you're not really overly concerned, I want to know my options. And my options that were given to me was genetic testing. I said, sure, sign me up. You know, we went over my family history in full detail. We went over the youngest diagnosed, like I said, and six weeks later, I went in and found out I was BRCA2 positive and understood what I was up against and looked at my mom who came with me to my appointment. And I said, it's time for me to move forward. I need to get married. I need to have kids. I have an 87% chance of breast cancer, which leaves me that 12% I'm going to get, I'm not going to get it at 87%. I want to be preventative. I want to have a prophylactic bilateral mastectomy, preventative action and a full hysterectomy. She goes, but you want kids. And I said, I'm going to have kids. I'm going to life's going to move along for me. At that time I was dating somebody. He accepted it who I married, who accepted everything. And I said to him, as soon as we have children, that's it, it's over. Right. Um, fast forward, I had screenings every six months, sometimes every three, varying on the screens that they found, which was very stressful and caused a lot of anxiety. You know, women talk about going for scans. You get anxious, what's gonna happen? What's the result? You know, again, I didn't have cancer. I was doing this preventative, but it still puts so much stress on me, but yet knowing I could, catch something before it got me meant the world to me because I I wanted children. Right. So here I am at 32 years old. I now have two children, a seven-year-old and a three-year-old. And I say, it's time to get moving. I'm going to go in for a prophylactic hysterectomy first and take my uterus, my fallopian tubes and my ovaries and face surgical menopause. And that was in 2015. Six months later, I underwent a prophylactic bilateral mastectomy with reconstruction. And about three months prior to my surgical journey is where BRCA Strong all started. Um, I decided going online, there really wasn't a lot of support out there. You know, being diagnosed in 2004, pre-Angelina Jolie, knowing the BRCA gene had just been discovered in 1994, there really wasn't any detail. So I started a group and said, I'm going to be here to support women. And about two years into it, I said, this is more than I ever thought it would be. This is going to be something that I'm going to change a woman's life because through my journey, I felt there wasn't anything to help me feel whole again. There was no here it's over your journey's over you had surgery you know you had implants it's over nobody's there for you there was no let me show you what bras you can wear let me make you feel whole again and I felt losing my nipples because I was not able to have a nipple sparing mastectomy um, going through a prophylactic bilateral mastectomy I needed to feel whole. I needed to remember who I was. And what I did was I participated in a couple projects, um, a yoga project where I painted um, some photo shoots and just felt like the transformation was real. And I was ready to accept who I am and love myself and embrace my new body. And that's what I did. And I want to make sure that I can help other women out there go through the same thing. 
So as we created BRCA Strong to a nonprofit 501c3, our mission is to empower, inspire, advocate, and support providers, survivors, and thrivers to eliminate the feeling of isolation and help you feel whole again. And we do that by transformational photo shoots, medical panels, fashion shows, yogas, girl get-togethers, and the women that need support, we fund them post-mastectomy garments. These garments could be compression garments. These bras can be just a sexy bralette or a bra because there is this pro- there is this product out there. Right. We just need to be informed to make the right decisions and find the stuff that we need. We shouldn't just have to Google it. Why should we have to Google bras post-mastectomy? Why aren't we told about these products? Why aren't we told about the continuous education? And that's really what we do at is Strong. And it has kept me moving. My journey has become my passion. Um, I haven't really shared with the media or any of our group what's really going on behind the scenes right now. Um, currently, last year, I had two revision surgeries. Um, the first one did not go as planned as I had animation deformity and a torpec muscle. And I came out with closed up on my nerve and my physician kept telling me, it's okay, there's nothing wrong. And I'm like, no, there's something wrong. Nobody should live in pain. You just did a revision. I battled that for about nine months and my better half said to me, let's go find another opinion and supported me through the whole journey and had another surgery. And my revision went well up until about February of this year. My body is not accepting the implant the way it should. And I'm having exclusion, which is thinning across your breast. And my implant is basically pushed two millimeters up to my skin so can tear and rupture open. And... Nobody in the state of Florida does this surgery that I'm confident in. And right now I'm battling my insurance to go to New Orleans and I will not give up. I've been denied three times as I sit here today on this podcast with you. I'm waiting for approval and I will get it. I will fight for what I need. I've had eight breast surgeries and I know that this journey has definitely taught me to educate other women to know that you need to stand up for yourself. And if something's not right, or you're not comfortable, you need to move forward and get another opinion. Right. And I think at at times with anything and everything, Tracy, and you know, as women, we kind of like say like, they said, no, okay. And we kind of sit back and let it happen. But the good thing is with BRCA strong and with you who've already gone through it and being within a community of ladies where you're like not giving up, you know what you need, you know, it's out there is just giving that fire that, that I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to keep going. I will share that. I know in last year's conference and last year we had a live conference um, we worked together with Tracy from, and we had Braca Strong was who we helped fund. It's what we wanted to do and what we felt we needed to do. So we worked and we partnered together and Tracy shared her story live. 
back then, last year, last September. And I will tell you, at least four to five women from there went out and had the BRCA gene test done. I know out of those five women, three of them came back, you know, not BRCA positive. So that was a good thing. The other two have just kind of, I, we haven't, we followed up on it and I don't know if it wasn't, they received the right, the right testing or not. It was just kind of, or if they actually, you know, um, just kind of keeping it to themselves, which is something that we all tend to do is just kind of bottling that up and not knowing where to go and just trying to process it, which I'm a big advocate for share your story. It is so important. And what we feel is not important is something that we all need to share. Now, Tracy, so next steps for you is fighting this insurance company. You know what you need to do is out in New Orleans, correct? Correct. That's where I decided, you know, I've spent hours researching and trying to find, you know, what's right, what's wrong, where to go. And, you know, when you are taking, you know, a decision and I've had, this would be my fourth set of implants if I pursued. And I just don't feel that, that it's right. And now that we are able to use our own tissues, mm -hmm. which is called the D flap, there's also a tram flap and a tug flap. There's several flaps that are out there right now. So basically, instead of using implants, I would use my own tissue. I want to be able to have this procedure one and I'm done. I don't want to keep having to go in and this center in New Orleans is able to do it in one phase, which will change my life. Yeah. Um, I'm confident after seeing results and speaking to them, they have helped me battle this insurance. They have, the physician has written me letters. He's done a peer to peer, you know, there was a women's cancer act passed by Wasserman Schultz several years ago. And it's for women to be able to have reconstruction mm -hmm. and no matter what, through a preventative action or through a diagnosis, should you ever have to fight your insurance company? My insurance company gave me 16 pages of plastic surgeons to call. Four of them do D-flap. How does that even make sense? And three of them have no experience. How does that make sense? That makes where do we, where where do you say in the back of your mind that that's okay, that I'm going to go to have a major surgery. It's a major procedure using my own tissues that I'm going to just go to somebody who doesn't have the expertise in this procedure. Yeah. To me, it's, it's mind boggling. It's a one-time procedure. The insurance would pay it. If I was in the state of Florida, why can't they give me an exception? Right. It doesn't make sense. I'm not, I'm not accepting no. I will continue to fight. Um, a matter of fact, it's a private plan. I pay an enormous amount of money and I deserve the care and I deserve to live out of pain. And my life has changed drastically. Um, I have no ability to be able to exercise right now. Um, I can barely drive on days. I'm extremely swollen. I'm, and I'm still a mom. Yeah. You know, my kids have seen me 
fight the fight and walk through and make sure that I'm okay when you wake up in the morning and you're eight-year-old and 11-year-old looking and say, are you okay? Are you in pain? Let me vacuum. Let me clean. You know, those are all things that start to tumble effect. And I never thought I'd be able to affect my children in that way, but yet I'm so grateful that they're here to support me every day. They are. And they're big advocates for you, Tracy. My better half has been an amazing piece of my life two years ago almost I met my better half who has just been there for me through everything you know going through a divorce meeting somebody that has just cared for me and supports me and no matter what my decisions are he fights for me and he stands up and helps in every aspect has helped me take Braca strong to the next level and continue to grow and in my personal growth and in my life. Yeah. And we always need somebody there and it's better when it's somebody that we are doing life with, right? Somebody that we're doing life with who supports us, who sees the power in what we're doing when we don't, because I'm sure that there's days where you're feeling like, Oh, I want to throw in the towel. What am I doing? This is ridiculous. This is too much. I cannot. And somebody's there to tell you, you're doing amazing things. You're doing wonderful things. I got you. That's And that's what I hear that gives me the push. Because there's definitely days, you know, as a leader, as a founder, as some women, you know, that I help and impact, you know, there's days definitely that I'm just like, I want to throw on the towel. And Anthony says to me, no, we got this, you know, let's take a step back, reevaluate and move forward. And I'm, I'm super thankful. And I think that's why life has changed so much for me. Sometimes, you know, we have to step back and don't want to, and then realize it's really for the better of us and the growth of our nonprofit. I mean, our nonprofit over the last year has grown drastically. Last week, we sent out five different packages for post-mastectomy garments and lymphedema sleeves to women who needed them. And we're able to fund those women, which makes me feel amazing and know that I truly make a difference in lives because as we sit here and go through this struggle, we don't want anybody else to face this. Nobody, you know, look at Sam. I love her to death. She's a warrior of its own. You know, I got four surgery after surgery. Her choices are so logical and she's, she's amazing. She's beautiful inside and out. Love her. (laughs) She's wonderful and she's definitely, and I'm one, I'm, I'm grateful. She bought, she brought us into connection because somehow, some way within her journey, she ran into you and then Mm -hmm. it's just been ever giving where we can just kind of feed off of each other, go off of each other and that I can connect people and say like, you're going through this. I have your person. Here you go and send them over to your way because I cannot go through that because what when we spoke and I told you when Sam went through it immediately triggered and it wasn't even me. I'm not even going to lie. It wasn't even me. I remember crying and just hysterical with my mom. Like, Oh my God, my friend's got cancer. It's breast cancer. She's a couple, you know, she's younger. I cannot believe this. And my mom went to her appointment and said, I made you an appointment and you're getting this done. And I'm like, what? And I, she's like, yep, you're going to have your, your mammogram and that's it. Get it done. And 
something was found. And that was so scary in a moment where you're like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Luckily, it was just a removal. It was benign and life goes on. And last year I did a thermoscan because I was very, I don't want to go in through again, another mammogram. I had like four to five done the year before and I don't want to do another mammogram. So I did a thermoscan. And then I left with the question was like, well, was that the right thing to do? Was that not the right thing to do? I had a mammogram set for like three weeks from now. And luckily for you, she's got a mammogram going on. Uh, she's got mammogram testing going on. So luckily I'll be going on and getting my mammogram done very soon, sooner than expected. So thank you for that. Because not only that, she's making sure that if, you haven't, she's setting up the tools where you can go and get it done. So she is being proactive for all of us so that we can stop being so reactive in our steps. Because a lot of times it's, it took Sam receiving a positive for me to cry and whine and my mother to make my appointment because it wasn't even me. She's like, here it is. I made your appointment. You're going on this day. And I was like, what? I don't, I don't wait. And I had no choice because, you know, at 40 something, my mom still made my appointment because I was in a moment of taking it so personal. And I was like, but I'm not taking any action. How stupid is that? Right. Well, we get lost in emotions and we don't take the action. You are making sure that you're going through the emotions, taking all the actions and sharing all that love so that others don't have to fall into your position fighting the fights with the insurance and making sure like, this is what you do. This is what you do. This is what you do. Now go get it done. That right. is a, that's a champion and you're a champion for so many. Thank you. You're definitely <clears throat> a champion. And I'm, I cannot believe that you've been going through all this and just haven't shared it. That's, it just goes to say how, intense of a person you are where you don't want to overwhelm anybody else with what you're going through and keep people fighting their fight while you're internally battling yours that's between you and I you know that's not the right thing to do <laughs> and you know that you have us that are here to listen to hear you and 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 to support you all the way along and I know you have a wonderful support system I know your mom's such a strong advocate your daughter is like your biggest cheerleader your 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 significant other is just amazing he definitely is your biggest referee and coach and everything to get you going but thank you for sharing because I know that's extremely personal not something you wanted to talk about but something that needs to be heard that just because she's out there and giving you the smile doesn't mean what's going on internally is, is easy because we don't know what we're going through until we share it. Right. Correct. And, you know, I've been writing blogs here and there, but like coming out and speaking, I figured today was a great opportunity as I've worked with you for a while. You know, our conference last year was amazing I figured no better way than to share it with somebody who I knew and, you know, always has helped us make a difference, which I really. Thank you, love. I appreciate it. And now here's the most important thing. So for all of, for those listening out there and hearing your story, how can they either receive 
help from Braca Strong, support Braca Strong, donate to Braca Strong. How can they go about doing that? So you can find us at www.brcastrong.org um, to make donations, to shop our products for any support. We appreciate it. You can also follow us on Instagram at brcastrong and Facebook at BRCA Strong. We have a public group and a private group. So if you are diagnosed um, with a genetic mutation or breast cancer or ovarian cancer, you can feel free to join our private group, which is a safe zone for women to feel comfortable and talk about their situations and see how we can guide one another through their process. Right. And we're going on, BRCA Strong's going on how many years now, Strong? So we are five years strong and two years as a 501c3. Amazing. Amazing. So, and you keep up the fight and you're, you know, we're here to help <laughs> however we can help you. Thank you. And we appreciate you coming on, sharing your story. Tracy, what else do you have going on now in the months of November for BRCA Strong so we can support and make sure that our audience is there to help in however we can. So for this month, the rest of the month, we have our mammogram event on Saturday. Monday, we have yoga. Tuesday, we have how to do a self-breast exam. Mm -hmm. Tuesday is a very important day for me as I am having a nurse practitioner come on to educate women on how to actually perform a self-breast exam. So for those of you who are not diagnosed or diagnosed or have family members, please share our event on Tuesday and you can actually learn how to perform a correct breast exam, which is the first step to learning your own body awesome. and learning your own breast. Cause that's what you need to know in life is have you had changes? What's different. Right. And Tracy, let me ask you a question with these events that you do. Are these recorded so people can come back to catch them? Yes. They are. So they can find those recordings where if they are not able to catch it on a Tuesday. On our YouTube channel, you can go to BRCA Strong and find our YouTube channel and you will see all of our links and classes that have gone on and educational courses. You can go ahead and find them right on there. Awesome. That's perfect because sometimes, you know, they can't jump in on at, at said dates. So it's important. And to me, yeah. I think having... Because, you know, we check ourselves, just, you know, touch the breast, and I don't see anything, don't feel anything, and we're done. But it's knowing exactly what are you feeling for, getting that familiar familiarity of what it's supposed to feel like, what something different feels like. That's so important. And I don't think that, um, I don't think that some doctors do the best job of, you know, checking them or teaching us how to check and them nobody nobody knows your body like you right when you think about it how how do you know your body how do you feel changes right like when we're brushing our hair and we lose hair or we feel something you feel the change yeah. you know you gain weight we feel the change so feel it, feel it on the first feel your breast get them checked out and make sure you know that know your body it's so important so Tracy, thank you so very much for jumping on with us today. I appreciate it. As we're thank you, Andy. As we end the month of October, we definitely did not want, you know, Breast Cancer Awareness Month to go on without bringing you. You are such an advocate for us and us for you. 
So it's important for us that our, you know, following knows that it is just check yourself, get tested, be preventative, be a warrior, be strong. We have the resources for you. And Tracy, BRCA strong isn't only about having that BRCA gene and this is what it's about. No, it's about all women going through the fight and she's there to support. Correct? Yes, correct. So thank you for doing what you do every day. We will be there praying for you, fighting for you, sending you all our positive energy to make sure you win that fight and get what you need up in New Orleans. And we're here. Thank you for creating Braca Strong. Thank you for being that champion for so many. Thank you. It was great speaking to you. Same, Tracy. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you again for joining us on our podcast. We will see you next Wednesday. Do not forget, if you haven't purchased your tickets or your access pass, sorry, your access pass for our conference November 7th, go onto our website, www.riseandsucceed.com. Purchase your access pass. We will see you again next Wednesday. Don't forget to visit our friend over bracastrong.org. We appreciate you. Lo quiero. Besitos. Rise and succeed, my friends.